0: Welcome to Four Down Territory. As Stinkin' Mike take a look at the four biggest stories in Denver sports. Here's Schlereth and Evans kicking
1: it off with First Down. Game that the Nuggets had... Well, first of all, good morning, everybody. Happy Thursday. Good morning, Mark Schlereth. Good morning. Game the Nuggets had circled as, uh, hey, enough's enough. We've lost three times to Sacramento. We are ready for them. We are going to... uh, Prove a point. We are not going to be swept by them. We do not want them to gain any momentum over us going into the playoffs, should we meet. And then, about 35 minutes before tip off, we find out that De'Aaron Fox is not playing for Sacramento. Huge letdown, natural reaction by the uh, Nuggets. They come out kind of flat. They end up falling behind by 15, and then they remember who they are, and they go out and they outscore uh, SAC like 72 to. 37 over the uh, second and third quarters. Michael Malone's team, four in a row since the All-Star break. Losing three in a row is just not up to our standards. And whether it was Nicole sending a text, myself reminding guys, and just understanding of what time of the year it is. I mean, this is not the halfway point. This is a stretch run. And so I do feel that our guys are locked in. Significance of this win.
0: I think it's – I actually think it's a big win. I think it's a – like, to me, you know, you saw the the 40-20 thing, the uh, Phil Jackson thing that made its rounds yesterday. Did you see that?
1: Yeah. Phil Jackson basically saying
0: the championship teams in the last 20 years or whatever there's – or 30 years, there's only three teams that have won it, won a championship, um, if they've lost 20 before they've won 40. So you, if you win forty before you lose your twentieth, you lose your twentieth. Um, like there's only three teams in the last thirty years or something of that nature that that haven't had that. So, the Nuggets were thirty nine nineteen last night. So there is some significant in the significance in the numbers, but I think the bigger thing was squelch the uprising and let them know that if if we get you in the playoffs, we're going to beat you down. And I think that was a big. I think that was a big statement game from that st- standpoint. Even though they didn't have Fox, which I don't think would have made a difference—not not a big difference. So uh, I, I I thought that was a big win for the Nuggets. Malone downplayed that Phil Jackson
1: theory, but last year the Nuggets had 46 wins when they lost their 20th game. So they they followed through on on Phil Jackson's sure. formula. And as you said, now they have 40 wins still with 19 losses. NBA Finals rematch uh, comes right right at us again tonight. Back-to-back at home. A rare back-to-back home set here for the Nuggets as they get to Miami mm. in town tonight, which will bring back a lot of fun, fun memories.
0: Second down.
1: Sean Payton. On as he and George Payton start looking for new Broncos this offseason, what exactly are the traits he's looking for in players? You know, we're looking for goal driven players, uh, athletes that are unselfish to some degree. And um, and then I, I would say that one trait is that you know, we use that term grid a lot, but that you know that, that ability to get up time and time again, overcome adversity. Have the Broncos been a soft team for the last eight, nine years? Yes.
0: Physically and mentally or just mentally or both? I think think both to some degree. Um, I've said it a million times. I'll say it again. I think they think they've been working hard and preparing hard and doing those things, but there's a difference. And I see it every week, Mike. I mean, I travel around to different teams every week. There is a difference in the way – that teams behave and prepare and practice on Fridays. Championship organizations, the the attention to detail, the the pace with which they go through practice on Fridays, that just the tempo of what they're doing, the urgency with which they practice. You you walk into some facilities and you're like, well, I I can see why this this group is not very good, or why this group doesn't. Like, hey, this group with all these players, why aren't they better? Oh, I see why. Because their practice stink. I thought that way about when I did a game last year, the year before last, with the Broncos practice when they played the Raiders. I was like, that's one of the worst Friday practices I've ever been at. Talking about grab-assing.
1: Hmm. And that was, uh, that was our guy uh, Nate, huh?
0: Yeah, it wasn't good. Nate Hackett? I gave him the benefit of the doubt early. That was a mistake. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Chalk that one up. Hey, listen, it's not yeah, very often that when you have your own island, you're wrong, right. but I was wrong about that. Hey, worked in Greed Bay. Let's give it a chance. Yeah. No. Oof,
1: wow. And yet George Payton still has a job. But then again, it's a much different role. Third down. Avalanche on the road tonight in Chicago to take on the Blackhawks. Good time to kind of see where the Avs are at right now. So if the playoffs were to begin today... The Avs would be opening up on the road. Best of seven against Dallas. Oh. team well, wait. that they just handled the other day.
0: Yeah, we're good there, right?
1: Well, Dallas went out and uh, made a, a presumptive move. Uh, presumptive? Preemptive. Preemptive move. Preemptive? Presumptive? Can I use both? Definitely can use both. I don't pre-emptive. know. Tell me what
0: they did, and I'll tell you which one fits. They
1: best. made a trade. They needed a defenseman, and rather than waiting until you got right down to the deadline and maybe the price would start to go up a bit... Instead, they made what uh, many people are saying a really good deal. They went out and got uh, arguably the best defenseman uh, out there on the market and Chris Taniff, and he, they got him uh, with uh, the the other teams involved in the deal still taking on 75% of his salary, did not have to give up a number 1 draft pick, and did not have to give up one of their top, top prospects. So, you know, is, is that somewhat of a barometer of you know if the avs are looking to go out and get let's say a second line somebody that they figure to be a second line center can they do it without giving up uh, a bolvirum can they do it without giving up mm. a number one pick can they do it without giving up one of their their top picks and heck if you can get the other team to take on the salary that'd be amazing but that's unlikely but this this dallas deal perhaps gives you some hope that, uh that'd be the case although get... this guy's 34 years old too so the age factored
0: in how, as well how'd they how they get all how they get them to do everything who was running that the Hackett make that trade <laughs> who was who put that together good move by Dallas yeah apparently
1: I don't know Calgary. Maybe that Calgary maybe that's uh
0: Calgary.
1: talk to the folks up in Calgary feel if they uh, got fleeced by the uh, stars
0: hmm one, two, three.
1: Fourth down. See you, Buffs. Trying to finish strong, taking advantage of a, a three-game homestand this week. Took out Cal last night. Tad Boyle, coach of the Buffs, um, admitting that uh, the Buffs really don't have much
0: room for error right now. We're not in that position. So that's all I talk about is is trying to win the next game. And these guys, look, we're in the the age where they get their phones and they can see everything. I'm not, you know, I'm not naive. I'm just not talking about it.
1: Yeah, he knows. His players know uh, that the buffs are on the bubble. Mm -hmm. So as a coach, you already know your players know. So do you try to drive home the point? Or do you almost sort of tamp down the the pressure by, by not talking about it? Just, hey, let's go up. be the best we can be today. Be better than we were yesterday. Let's go win another game.
0: Yeah, I think you tamp down the pressure by just. We all know. I mean, y'all know it's all hanging over your head, right? But you can't. I mean, you can't play. I I know it's cliche, but you can't play the next three games. You know, the next game, right? So, let's take care of our business, and then whatever happens is going to happen. Like wherever we fall, we fall. But you know, if we lose. We're going to be out. I don't know. I don't. It's. You got to deal in reality. Yeah, I think he's I think I don't need to talk about it. We all know. Right. We all know what the situation is. And instead of tightening
1: these guys up into a knot Mm -hmm. with pressure. Right. Try to ease that a little bit. That'll do it for four down territory. Our tour around the Denver sports scene. Coming up, and you can react to any of that on the Ramoslaw.com text line, 303-713-1043. Up next, I got a theory. I got a theory I want to run by you. Okay. And this theory centers around why the Broncos should not draft J.J. McCarthy. Okay. Okay? All That's right. coming up next. Ever since we got Xfinity, we have Wi-Fi all over the house,
0: even in my hiding spots. Ha. Found you. How? that's wall-to-wall wi-fi from xfinity now through march 21st get started with 200 megabit internet for 25 dollars a month for two years with no annual contract and get wi-fi equipment included go to xfinity.com call 1-800-XFINITY or visit a store today requires paperless and auto pay with stored bank account restrictions apply taxes and fees extra after promo regular supply apply to internet service and wi-fi equipment actual speeds vary denver sports station 1043 the fan presents Schlereth and evans All
1: right, hear me out. First of all, coming up at 7:45, uh, what does the film say oh, as yeah. Mark completes his uh in-depth coaches film analysis of the uh, quarterbacks that are being uh, projected or talked about as first round quarterbacks.
0: I-, I still have to go back and look at the coaches tape on JJ McCarthy. Cuz I watched I watched a TV copy game cuz I didn't have the coaches tape yet. Hadn't been down. I was having problem downloading stuff. So, uh, I, I, just to be fair, I want to go back and look at that, and, and confirm. You know what I, what? Because I, you can't. There's a lot of things you can't get off a te- television copy that coach's film says. You know something different. So I want to go back and kind of confirm what I think about him. And I'm gonna watch Pratt too. I'm gonna go back yep. and, and look at Pratt. Do that next week. Yeah, yep. we'll look at Pratt next week. So. But yeah, I, I got through uh, Jaden Daniels, and um, interesting. Okay, Let me just say
1: interesting. We'll leave that as the okay. tease. We'll leave that the tease for uh, seven forty-five. Of the of the quarterbacks that are being talked about with the Broncos the most, and and if you discount uh, the idea of their ability to move all the way up to get after May Daniels or mm. or Caleb Williams, then you're looking at that next group of Bo Nix. J.J. Uh, McCarthy and, and I guess Michael Penix. But of that group, the one that seems to be generating the most buzz because he has the highest ceiling, you know, the most potential is J.J. Is McCarthy. I want to run this theory by you. Okay. Here's why I would not go out of my way to draft J.J. McCarthy. Okay. Because if he's all that, then Jim Harbaugh should go and draft him. Nobody knows J.J. McCarthy better. He would instantly have a connection with his starting quarterback from day one that is so important to any coach and quarterback. It's already established because of what they accomplished together at Michigan. He is on record, Jim Harbaugh is, as saying that when it's all said and done and teams get a chance to visit with McCarthy – He should be the first quarterback that comes off the board. And let's say the buzz around McCarthy is growing. Why wouldn't then Jim Harbaugh scoop up the guy that he knows so well and believes in so strongly? And nobody knows if J.J. McCarthy's skill set, leadership, all those traits are going to translate better to the NFL than Harbaugh, a former NFL QB, and coach himself. And let's say J. McCarthy is – somebody that if the Broncos were going to want, that they'd have to move up, move up into the top 10, let's say, to get. Well, that's about where Justin Herbert went. Herbert was a sixth overall pick. And while Herbert is talented, there has been nothing happening yet in his career that says he is special. And what you can do in the process is you can trade a Justin Herbert, get a haul for him, and reset your rookie contract with a quarterback back to a rookie deal, which saves you a lot of money for the next several years. My my, my final thought on all this theory is that if if Jay, 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 if J.J. McCarthy is all that, and if the Broncos, and, and, and there are Bronco fans out there who really want Sean Payton to go after J.J. McCarthy, well, if he's all that, then why wouldn't Jim Harbaugh recognize all that as well and go after him?
0: Because you already – I mean, to say that Justin Herbert isn't a superstar, he is.
1: Mm, he's a 500 quarterback.
0: He hasn't won. He's,
1: he, a fi- he, he's I think 30 and 30 is a quarterback in the He NFL.
0: hasn't well, – yeah, yeah, but he plays for the Chargers, so – One of the
1: more talented teams and one of the more underachieving teams underachieving in the NFL. Teams, Chargers yes. going to Charger. Yeah.
0: Hey, he's the quarterback of that team that's going to Charger. How many field goals did they miss? He built a 28-point lead and gave it up in the playoffs. They did – I just he Jim Harbaugh's got a superstar at quarterback that they've already decided they, they're gonna pay. He's not gonna go and, and that guy has already gone through the growing pains and he's proven that he can play and put up big numbers in the national football league. So like you're not gonna you're not gonna go, okay, let me take my guy who's still got a lot of growth in the NFL game as opposed to a guy that I already know has unbelievable athleticism, can really throw the ball, really understands the game, and is you know is a Pro Bowl quarterback already. But
1: if J.J. McCarthy is someone that the Broncos should go after, then he possesses all these things that Justin Herbert already possesses. And you have the built-in advantage of, of knowing this guy, and you start right off the bat with a tremendous relationship with your
0: quarterback... Because of what you just okay. established at Michigan. Just because he's the he, – Jim Harbaugh thinks, and I believe, Jim, when he says, I think he's the best quarterback in this draft, mm-hmm. doesn't mean he's better than the guy you have. Like, there's a lot of draft picks. There's a lot of guys that come out that are the best quarterback in the draft that aren't worth a score to piss. True. So, like, it doesn't it doesn't mean that he's better than the guy he has right now. So I, I just think your theory is ridiculous.
1: Are you kidding
0: me? Yeah, listen. Mrs. Harbaugh agrees with me. She loves wow. J- she loves JJ. I
1: didn't I didn't realize you uh not realize you had a permanent hammock uh, set up to uh, swing from uh, Justin Herbert's clackers.
0: Justin Herbert is a dude. A dude.
1: Yeah, well, okay. I mean, Jay Cutler was a dude. Uh, please tell me you're not getting just sucked in. You're you're always the one that uh, says, uh, you know, potential is going to get you fired. You know, it's wasted on, uh, what do you say? What, talent's wasted on, on the talented. talented. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, Justin Herbert so far, sure, he, you know, he he looks like he should be a stud quarterback, but he, mm. has he lifted the Chargers yet? And by the way, this is not a Chargers team that has been um, bereft of talent. This is a Chargers team that you go up and down their roster and, and people will – around the NFL will tell you i mean th- that's a talented roster that's been an underachieving roster mm. for a long time even going back before Justin Herbert you going know, back to the days of Philip Rivers it's this not is, like and, me. And, and you're and you and this is the quarterback this is the guy that you're yeah. so high on who is the quarterback of one of probably the top 3 underachieving teams in the NFL the last several years it's not so, like man, me a
0: little bit. guys you know this johnny Sid, you know it's not like me to go through the text line just to see how stupid this take is, but Mike, Harbaugh has Herbert. Mike, most skim milk take ever. Mike, Justin Herbert plays for the Chargers. Mike, this is the dumbest thing I've ever heard. I mean. So
1: so then if J.J. McCarthy is somebody that we have to go get, that would mean that he is in the class of
0: Justin Herbert. No, that would mean he's in – in the best, you think he's going to transition the best out of this quarterback class.
1: But if her, if Harbaugh thinks that uh, J.J. is the quarterback that should come off the board first, that means he should go ahead of Caleb Williams and Drake May, ahead of Caleb Williams, who most people feel is one of the top generational prospects to come out of college uh, in in decades. Nobody was saying that about Justin Herbert. So my my point is, if he he strongly feels that way about J.J. McCarthy,
0: then he should be scrambling to get J.J. McCarthy. The difference is the known versus the unknown. Justin Herbert's a known commodity. Like, he can operate an NFL offense and operate it with very high efficiency. He's a really good player. We don't know that about, hey, Caleb has generational talent, as does, you know, Drake May and as does Jaden Daniels and at, but you don't know that they're going to transition to the NFL. See, this is one of the problems Justin has.
1: This is one of the problems with 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 drafting quarterbacks in the first round. The amount of excuse making that goes in to protect these quarterbacks because you just don't want to admit that maybe they're not made of the right stuff. Justin Herbert is is unbelievably talented. I will totally give you that, mm. but. In a sport where we see the great quarterbacks lift their teams, Justin Herbert has failed to do that. He just has. So, jury is still very, very, very much out on this guy. And, um, well, anyway, that's my uh, theory. And you can tear it apart. That's fine. Ramoslaw.com Text line 303-713-1043. What's Trending? Coming up next. Here's Shlareth and Evans with What's Trending. Right now. Denver Nuggets get a win, but what does the win really mean? They get the win. They set out and achieved what they said was important, and that was beating Sacramento for the first time this year, not letting Sacramento finish with a a four-game season series sweep. But they beat the Kings without De'Aaron Fox, who uh, we found out about 35 minutes before tip-off wouldn't play. And De'Aaron Fox is to the Kings what um, well he's he's either their Jokic or their their Murray. If if Sacramento's Jokic and Murray is Sabonis and and Fox, sure. So you you choose which one you think Fox is, but uh, a significant absence. So
0: it's a nice win, but is it sort of a hollow win? Not for me. It's it's not a hollow win at all. I mean. I get the. You Fox. didn't beat
1: Sacramento when Sacramento was whole. Understand. And you beat Sacramento without a guy who really tormented you this year.
0: Understand. I understand all those things. I also understand seventy-two to thirty-seven or whatever it was through the second, and third period. Are that's a ridiculous. Regardless of De'Aaron Fox being there or not, you're not going to squelch that uprising. I mean, they mm-hmm. they they crushed them. And listen, Fox's Fox went off in the game. Where they had with Fox a 16 point lead, and they ended up giving it up in the second half of the third quarter and the fourth quarter. The last time they played, so they still were able to beat up that lead. I, I just, I'm just telling you that this is one of those, this is one of those statement games that when we get in the playoffs, just know that we're better than you. It, it was one of those things where really the, the Nuggets can't win, right? Because you
1: win and you got. Loudmouth say, well, you didn't beat Sacramento when they were whole. Sure. But what would have happened if they had lost to Sacramento playing without De'Aaron Fox? Then it would have been five alarm firebells going Correct. off all over Correct. the place. So they did what they had to do. They did it impressively, and Michael Malone likes the way his team is playing. To me, there's a beautiful brand of basketball. I'm not saying that because I'm the head coach, but if I was a fan at home, I would love to watch the Denver Nuggets play because they play the right way. These guys are so unselfish. They're making plays. I mean, again, tonight we had 34 assists. I think in the four games post All Star break, we're averaging over 35 assists per game. That's insane. That is insane. It's amazing. That is insane. If if you if you're an NBA team and you're putting up anything north of 25 assists per game, uh huh, that's a good game. Yeah. If you have over 25 assists as a team, that was a, that was a good game. Right. 30 is amazing Thirty five, thirty six. sure yeah his it, word insane I'd, I'd even go with a stronger word than insane what's a stronger word than insane than
0: insane um crazy would be
1: no that's not as no no i need cra- bigger than insane
0: bigger than insane um preposterous preposterous <laughs> um extravaganza
1: otherworldly inconceivable. inconceivable inconceivable
0: right um kooky <laughs> Kooky,
1: Yes. Let's go with Kookie. That is just flat out kooky. All those assists. So kooky. <whistles> Let's see if that sticks. Mm-hmm. See if we can make that stick. Uh the national debate over the Nuggets continues. Christopher Mad Dog Russo on uh, ESPN uh likes the Nuggets a lot. Thanks to the best team in the NBA, but with a bit of a caveat. I don't think Denver is an historic team because I don't think they have a third grade player. They got two great players, and that's it. And some of the historic teams, they got multi, they got three, four great players. They don't have that. But until I see the Celtics go out there and erase some of these demons, which they have, including the coach, I'm going to take Denver to win the title. Okay, let me let me yeah. fight back at Russo with the, with the whole uh, about the stars thing. You know me; I use the the Spurs dynasty as the as the Nuggets model. You had Tim Duncan. But beyond that, was was Tony Parker a star? Was Manu Ginobili a star? No. Like, if you just put their numbers up and you just did, like, a, a, a blind taste test, and, you know, I had Tony Parker's numbers up against a, a lot of other guards mm-hmm. from his era, you you would never say, oh, that's a that's a great player. Okay, let, let me. Let but me. he was part, yeah. he was such an integral part of championship teams that, you know, his, his legend... His his status was, was cemented. So I I think you could easily say that about the Nuggets. If they win multiple championships, you're going to
0: say that about Jamal Murray? You're going to say that about Aaron Gordon? What? Let me ask you this. When the Bulls won six in, what, eight years? Because Michael took a couple years off, right? Played baseball, whatever uh-huh. it was. Six and eight, six and nine, yeah. Something like that. They had Pippen. They had Jordan. Mm-hmm. Who was another great superstar on that team? Was oh, Cartwright. No. no, Luke Longley. No. no, Ho Grant. Paxton. No,
1: Rodman. But see, Rodman. But Rodman. But see, Rodman because Rodman was part Rodman, of championship teams. But Rodman couldn't score. Rodman no, no, was just no. a
0: like, you, you know, know arguably the greatest think,
1: rebounder ever. But right, yeah, but
0: you're what? What I'm saying is. Is is Aaron Gordon not a Rodman esque exactly. in the way he plays defense and the way he is unselfish and the way he gets dunks and you know Oh Gordon's a better player than Rodman. Overall yes. correct. No, he's not a better re- like Rodman was uncanny with yes. his and uncanny with his energy, but, but Aaron but Aaron Gordon's uncanny with absolutely. his energy. Absolutely. Does Aaron Gordon have a nickname? Sid, does Gordon have a nickname? A.G. A.G.? That's it. I don't know if he has a nickname. I haven't heard one. Air Eh, Air Gordon. No, he can't. Nobody can be Air. No. No, he can't. He just needs a cool nickname like uh, the Blue Arrow. That's bad. (laughs) That is bad. (laughs) He's like a. He's got kind of some superhero esque type of. You know? Almost like a comic character. Uh huh. We got to come up with that. Maybe they would get that stick. NFL teams, NFL cities, NFL
1: fans, make sure you check in on your mom. Because Zach Wilson's about ready to be on the loose. The Jets have given Zach Wilson permission to
0: explore trade. Mm. Can you give me the song Saga on the Loose? It's a one-hit wonder. That is a one-hit wonder. But that will be my new theme song for Zach, please. Saga. Or is it Saga? Saga. Saga, Saga, S-A-G-A, on the Loose. Boy, was that a Loverboy ripoff, huh? Yeah, it was. (laughs) Turn me loose. I can't tell you how many times I heard that. Turn me loose. (laughs) That's right. We've we've talked about that. the Mike Reno in the picture with the red pants. That was a stunt ass. Was it really? Yeah, it was not actually Mike Reno's bottom. He did not have a taut enough hiney. Mm. It could have been Bednar. Or Jay Cutler. Or Cutler.
1: Cutler would have been way too young for that.
0: Yeah. By the way, did you see that uh,
1: his ex, Kristen uh, Kristen Cavalieri... Am I pronouncing that right? Yeah. She's uh, she's moved on from Jay uh-huh. and has uh, traded in Jay for a younger model. Really? Got a 24-year-old, I think, Montana State football player.
0: Montana State? I believe so. Is it part of the NIL deal he's got? <laughs> well, wait a minute. Crank this up. Yeah, yeah. Zach Wilson. Zach Wilson. He didn't care about playing quarterback. He cares about playing homemaker. Man. Mm -hmm.
1: On the loose. Make sure mom is under lock and key because Zach Wilson could be coming to your town. We got to debate that, by the way. Yeah. Is, uh, Is Zach Wilson worth pursuing? Good tune. That's uh, what is trending. Bring that to you each and every morning at 7:30. Up next, what does the film say? Mark takes a deep coaches film dive into Jaden Daniels. Could Jaden Daniels end up being the best quarterback in this class? That's next. The eye in the sky don't lie. I don't like the technique that fat <laughs> needs to get his feet moving better. Now that. that just makes me sick and want to throw up. And I promise you, when he came off that field, I
0: ripped his. <laughs> Time for Stink to use the exclusive game film only the Broncos coaches see to answer the big question. What does the film say? If I had to go, I'd just go. I'd just pee my pants. I'd be standing in the huddle peeing. Here's Schlereth and Evans to let Broncos country know. What does the film say? Wish that that was Alex Gibbs talking about you, but it wasn't. No, he he was talking about... First, he was talking about Tony Jones on the right side. He was the one with his fat ass. Right. It was right. like he, it was a horrible looking cut. And then the last part was talking about TD because TD missed the hole. So when he said, I promise you, when he came off the sideline, I ripped his ass, he was talking about TD because Zim and I had an oh, It was outstanding. Oh, you remember the play? Well, I saw it. Somebody sent it to me. Oh, really? Yeah. And it was, it was really good. <laughs> It was against the Raiders by the way. <laughs>
1: it was really good. It was against the he Raiders. It was with all
0: humility. Oh, it was. It, it was, was it was, awesome. was a 19 handoff. It was textbook. It was textbook. Well, what does the film Teaching say? Tape is what it was.
1: You have been uh, looking at the coaches film, uh-huh. breaking down all the quarterbacks that are uh projected or and, and and talked about as as first round picks. And so far you've broken down and you still want to go a little deeper into JJ McCarthy, but you've broken down mm-hmm. uh, Caleb Williams, Drake May, J.J. McCarthy, Bo Nix, and Michael Penix Jr. Today, you looked at Jaden Daniels, who, yeah. <laughs> it's so funny, because they have not played a game since November and December, these guys, and yet their stock is rising and falling. So,
0: Daniels is rising. What do you see? Um. So, let me just first say that one of the things that concerns me about all these quarterbacks is – their lack of understanding of protection because they're not asked to change protections, manipulate the protections, like like identify my, like do anything. And I go back to a conversation I had with Drew Locke where he said I was never taught protections in college. How can you never be taught protections in college? Like how? How's that even possible? But you see Drake May, you see Caleb Williams, you see them taking sacks, not understanding where blitz pressure is coming from. Like, you see it consistently. Um, I thought Jaden Daniels, a couple things. One, LSU uses shifts and motions way more than any other team I've studied, other than Michigan. So they use a little pro-style shift change of strength, which tells me when you're doing that, it tells me your quarterback understands protections to a degree. He understands shifting strengths and what that does for you from a protection standpoint, and, and what becomes exposed, what becomes you know blocked up. So that, for me, was a real plus, watching him kind of understand that stuff. He's unbelievably athletic. He's a great runner. I think that Jaden Daniels is the fastest to transition, the easiest to transition into the NFL game because of some of his run RPO stuff that he operates under. So you can put a package together as you're grooming him, as you're educating him on NFL football and route combinations and things of that nature, where he can be successful right off the bat because he is that athletic and he can threaten in the run game. So I thought that part was good. Um, I thought he threw the ball well. Um, you know, we talked about we talked about Drake May only completing sixty three percent of his passes. You're talking about a guy that completed 73% of his passes in college football. That's where, to me, based upon the the one-read nature of college football, based upon the RPO nature, based upon the bubble screen nature of college football, you should be able to do that. Now, there were some things that you know were glaring where they run a 3 by 1 switch route combination where the inside guy runs the seam and the the number 2 guy runs the over and the safety stays high on top and they're using that as a essential pick at about 15 18 yards and they they pick the over route the safety stays on top that means anytime the safety stays on top of that where are you throwing you're throwing the over route right that's what you should throw it's wide open for Probably for at least a forty-yard gain, maybe a touchdown if he breaks one tackle. To, uh, and you know he tries to shove it down to the the seam, like it's just a classic. But I like classic mistake. But I thought he threw the ball well. I thought he transitions well because of his ability to run the football. And I thought he was pretty accurate underneath throwing the football.
1: But you're leaving out, and this is always the the true test when we're looking at these college guys. Did you see examples of? Coming off the first side and looking yeah. back to the other side, going through reads, throwing guys
0: open. Yeah. These are all the things that we, right. we continue to come back to. Still still based on the system. Now, a lot more motion and shift and things of that nature, but still a ton of locking into one dude and throwing that route. Mm-hmm. Tons of that. Now, I did see him on occasion come off the the front side and get to a backside crosser. I, I did see occasionally – him do that, which is which is good, which is only what I saw, you know, with Caleb Williams occasionally. I I certainly I certainly right now would say that. Yeah, rank them. Rank the, You've done six now. Yeah, you've done the six based on
1: your study, your film evaluation. Rank them for me.
0: Okay, so. Um, like I said, I've got to go back and look at JJ, and I want to keep those guys off. I want to keep JJ and Bo Nix off because I have not gone through the coaches' tape on those guys. I've gone through games. Put them, put, still rank them now, and I'll give you the chance to change your
1: ranking. Okay. They're not final, but as they as they, as you sit here right now,
0: so I would probably go Caleb just because what he did as a junior, and then and then again, he does have unbelievable talent, but. So I go Caleb, then I go Jaden Daniels, then I would probably go. I really don't. I really don't care for Drake May. I would probably go um, with the caveat that I can change it mm-hmm. when I start watching yeah. coaches' film on this. I would probably go JJ, then I would go Bo, then I would go Drake May, um, and then I would go Penix. Well, well May seems to be dropping.
1: Dude, like I said, Daniels is is rising. JJ McCarthy's
0: rising. Big Drake May's dropping. Big Loopy Mechanics. Um, I just thought he was not accurate enough underneath for me, um, based on you know just college football and the one-on-one nature of college football. I just didn't. He just did not impress me underneath intermediate throws that I think you should make. Okay. By the way, name me one North Carolina quarterback that is worth a crap in the NFL. and You can't because there hasn't been one. No. Well, the only
1: ones I could think of are Mitch Trubisky, right? Anybody else? I don't – yeah, I
0: don't – Mitch was a Oh, Sam runner. Howell. Sam Howell. Yeah, he. well, they let him get sacked 78 times this year or whatever it was. <laughs> yeah, way to ruin a quarterback. About, you want to talk about pathetic. Talk about a quarterback that needs some, uh, some quarterback rehab. Oof. Well – yeah, T.J. Yates.
1: That's right.
0: T.J. Yates was a North Carolina guy. Yeah, yeah, he's coaching.
1: Well, so Drake May. What? What if Drake May is the Will Levis of this year's draft? Will Levis. You y- you look back on him, you laugh a little bit, but Will Levis was being talked about strongly. I think to the Raiders at six. Was mm. it last year? Yeah, and he ends up sliding all the way out into the second round. Yeah. I don't think that's going to happen to Drake May, but what if what if May's dropping? What if May starts to drop? And he's there around 8 9. Would you move up to to grab him if you're the Broncos? Who
0: else is on the table?
1: Well, I'm I'm assuming if if May is dropping, that means that J.J. McCarthy probably has jumped ahead of him. Because the, the overdrafting of the quarterbacks is going to happen no matter what. It's just a matter of where what, they go
0: in. Yeah, which, where, where are they going? Um, did, who, Who's left? Is Bo Nix left?
1: Probably. Under this scenario, probably.
0: I would rather have Bo Nix. I'd
1: rather have Bo Nix and Drake May. Wow.
0: Really? Oh,
1: wow, the bloom has come off the rose. Boy, we got to get Klatt on again because Klatt loves Drake May. Loves Drake May. I,
0: I, loves him. I, loves him. I don't know if he... Does he, he, loves him. Love him. he loves him. He loves him? He loves him. Yeah, Well, he loved Bryce Young, too. True. Loved Baker Mayfield. True. Uh, again, it's like... The two games just... I know, it's just a couple of games you're looking at, but right. But it's... It's like in, I in, said to you the other day, and I'm going to reiterate this. If I send you to a skateboard park and watch five skateboarders and say, wow, those skateboarders are really good at skateboarding, and you evaluate each skateboarder as, hey, this guy is the generational skateboarder, but this guy's really close, and this guy's really close, and this guy's really close, and then I say, okay, now... Tell me who the best bike rider is. Right,
1: right. Yeah. Now, I mean,
0: all of them you are going to assume can ride a bike. Right. But you know, some guys are going to be much more skilled. It's like because the two games just don't. But what don't I like. About, but what
1: I like about this exercise that we've been doing here with you, looking at the coaches' film, is that it, it's it's a given that these guys are athletic and are mobile and have big arms and all that stuff. So that's that's all fine and good. The question is, are you seeing any indicators, any signs that these guys have transferable NFL quarterback skills, which means can they operate from the pocket, Mm -hmm. can they read defenses, can they process what's happening in front of them quickly, and can they make tight window throws, throw guys open. Mm -hmm. In in many respects, it's kind of easy what you're looking for because you're just – you're just looking for some, some signs, some, some samples. Sure. And so that's why I've enjoyed this because I know what you're looking for and right. what you're, what you're grading these guys on. And so when you start talking about a Drake may dropping and you're intrigued by a, a JJ McCarthy and um, you know, maybe even a Bo Nix more, I understand where you're coming from. Cause mm. you're, you're like, I'm not, I'm not just mesmerized by what they're, college tape shows. I'm looking for specific things. And so
0: that's what I think makes this interesting. Yeah, guy's big and the guy's got athleticism and boy, what a big time arm he's got and all that. I'm like, you know, you know who has none of that? Brock Purdy. You know who I really like? Brock Purdy. He's not big. He doesn't have big time arm talent. You know what he has? Big time above the shoulders talent. Ability to see something pre-snap, confirm it post-snap, eliminate it immediately, and get to where he needs to go with the football. It's a he's a big time talent that way, a big time processor. And it's like Sean Payton say: some guys process it one snap, some guys those are the guys you want. Some guys. Processing two snaps, you got to make uh, you got to account for that, and and you got to simplify things. And you some guys take three snap, you know, three snap of the fingers. Is to...
1: Kyle, Shan- but is Kyle Shanahan and John Lynch are they going to walk the walk with this, with Brock Purdy? Meaning, are is he going to get signed to the contract, the kind of contract that all these other quarterbacks get? Is he going to be getting, um, hundred and sixty million with, um, you know, hundred hundred and forty of it guaranteed? Is he going to be climbing up into that class? If he plays again next
0: year, but they can't do it until next- Right, the, but eventually yeah. when that time comes, yeah. Sure. If no he, doubt. If he continues to- Yes, absolutely. Um, so anyhow.
1: Even though he doesn't have all those, you know,
0: measurements. Right. Mark, skateboard that, or snowboard is a better analogy.
1: No, 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 no. I know where hmm. you're going with this.
0: That's like, what this guy says yeah, on the text. No, no, I
1: know where you're going with the whole
0: right. skateboard, the, ride a bike. They're two completely different skill sets, right? Playing college quarterback and then playing in the NFL from a schematic standpoint, right? So I'm talking about. I'm,
1: you're, you're saying is that all these guys can ride a skateboard, right? That's college, right? The the pros are all right, Well, tell me who the best bike rider is,
0: right? Well, what do you mean they're not the same? Exactly. exactly, they're not the same, right? They're not. They're not even close to being the same. It, it's like the the problem with college football. Okay, just let me give you the problem with college football. There are five teams that will out-athlete you on every weekend. We're better than you. Our athletes are better than you, and so it's not scheme dependent. It's not execution dependent. It's athlet athletic, athletical, athlete. It's athlete driven. Ooh, that's good. Mm-hmm. it's good. It's athlete driven. It's not scheme dependent. In the NFL, every team is uber-talented. Every team has a bunch of dudes that are dudes. So you have to out-execute and out-scheme people. You have to set people up. You have to out-leverage people. It's not just a one-on-one game. Hey, our guy in the slot's better than your guy in the slot 100% of the time. We're just going to throw it to him without looking at anybody else.